This is the H Dicky Pod. Call me, put him up there from now I've, on. I've stopped tagging you. Do you, you even? Okay. Yeah. So you have it, but it's just not a thing. Put him I up there. I can't figure out how thing. to delete it. It's still there, but just don't. Yeah. Is put him up there your like Instagram dream of like, okay, this is all I get to do is post boxing yes, and talk about I boxing. don't okay. care about social media other than Perfect. that. <laughs> Perfect. All right. So forget the Willie Munda. I put him up there. Please spell it. P U T E M U P D E U X. I am at LB Manny Montana. And we are on the at HDiky Network, at H-D-I-K-Y with the number one at the end. Number one on it. And we're back. Sorry, we're late on this. We were supposed to record on Sunday. And then life happened. My Mother's day, day, man. Yeah. Got to celebrate the moms out there. We love the ladies on this show. Love the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had to work Monday, so blah, blah, blah. Here we are. Um, hella good fight on Sunday. Oh, please. Go ahead. First and foremost, yes. let's uh, pay, our, pay our respects to Keishler Rodriguez. That was the girl that was killed in Puerto Rico by oh, allegedly by bro. Felix Verdejo, a guy we talked about on this podcast. Um, heinous, heinous crimes. Yes. She was the 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 none, none of this is confirmed. Innocent till proven guilty, I guess. But she allegedly was having an affair with Verdejo, who's a married man, and she got pregnant. And he, instead of doing the right thing, um, arranged to have her killed. First they shot her, then they drugged her, then they put, allegedly, they put cement blocks on her feet, threw her the bottom of the river, and then shot her while she was um, sinking to the bottom. So, I don't know, man. It's just crazy. Felix Verdejo, I never would have thought he would have done that. I've watched him since he was a prospect coming up, maybe since he was like 3-0 or 4-0. Had a lot of charisma, seemed like a nice guy, but you just never know, man. And I don't want to start, I, I don't want to start no. the podcast off like that, but I don't want to forget yeah. to talk about it because we didn't mention it last week because details were, st- were still coming out yeah. about it. But, um, yeah, they matched the truck that dropped her off in the river, and it's his truck. And, yeah, man. No, I don't uh, the whole, for the whole country of Puerto Rico is, are, yeah, they're are mourning. They, are they furious about it? Yeah, and they're mourning. You know, it's tough. So, allegedly, he didn't do it. He hired somebody to do it? Or he may have participated. We don't know yet. But they know that the truck that threw her in the river would belong to him or was registered to him. Yo, allegedly, man. again. You motherfuckers live in a fucking video game or movie. or are you What? Bro, you made that decision. Deal with it. It's going to ruin your life, so I'm going to kill somebody. Come on, man. If this all this is true, this is some dark, dark shit. To drug her, shoot her, put some men blocks on her feet, then to continually shoot at her, she sinks to the bottom of the river. is like some... Hannibal Lecter Bro, type you, shit. <sighs> nobody wants to pay. Nobody wants to suffer the consequences, man. You knew what you were doing. You knew the possibilities. If you're doing some dark shit, not even some dark shit. If you're cheating on somebody, if you're doing something, and you know the possibility, there's always a possibility of somebody finding out. You can't be mad after somebody finds out. Yeah, you took that risk. Don't do it. You didn't slip and fall and end up in her vagina to get exactly. her pregnant. That's on you, homie. Exactly. There's a lot of things that come That's first. That's happened to you once more. <laughs> <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> so yeah, okay. Let's talk about the fight. Let's oh, move on. Man. I just no. I'm glad you shared. I was. It. I would have been remiss not to mention that because we have talked yes. about Verdejo on this podcast when he fought um, Nakatani. Yeah. And man. Uh, man, it was just crazy to keep hearing all these details. Like. Up, so lots of love to their family, man. I yeah. hope they're uh, grieving and in peace and not being bothered by the media because this shit is crazy. Yeah. Okay. Sorry to have to like move on to 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 a high energy, a very exciting fight, but I do want to talk about it, man. Yeah. Canelo good, good and Saunders. Bro, you know how I feel about Canelo. Love him as a fighter. I have issues with shit that he says in the media. Although he did, I, th- I think I-, I might be making this shit up, but I feel like I saw a video of him just giving Mayweather props after this and was like, no, he's you a great were fighter. You was were I? That Damn it. Happens. I'm going to try to find it. If I, if I find it, I'm going to send it and you got to post it. Okay. Um, but he I still think he hates was, Mayweather, by Yeah, the it was just like a, uh, you know, he's a great fighter. I learned a lot from him and that was it. But oh, it was he very did say impassive. that. He did say Aha. that. 
Yeah, it was Aha. very. But I felt like it was begrudging. Like they kind of like nudged yeah. him to say that. Yeah. He was like, oh yeah, whatever. Fuck no, it yeah. was like I caught a lot of heat for this shit. Let me just say what yeah. I'm supposed to say. Um, and then, really quick side note, uh, Mosley was on the Tyson uh, podcast talking uh-huh. about the when he fought Mayweather. Oh, God. Revision, Yo, here we go with the old man revisionist history. Yo, exactly. We already know. Already we already know. know bro. And look, I got a lot of love for Mosley. I hate listening to him in interviews. Anytime there's an interview with him, I bypassed it. <laughs> I saw, I, I won't mention the podcast because I really like their podcast, but they, they had him on... Um, on as a guest it's a local podcast you know what we're talking about. <laughs> and uh he was on and i'm like i don't want to hear anything you're talking about bro because you never you never keep it real so he's talking about mayweather and he's like the only person you know the, the only way to beat mayweather is kind of like to do like bait like what i was doing you know and then you know i threw the overhand right that's the only shot that could truly get him and you know what really got me is you know his speed and his footwork and he's really smart so he's a better fucking fighter than you. And Just say that. We're going to take the blueprint from somebody who won two rounds? Because everybody Gosh. says that. <laughs> you won two rounds. Oh, I rounds. got the blueprint. You lost. It doesn't matter that De La you Hoya wanna... says, I had the blueprint. You lost. How many times do we have to go over this? There's certain boxers that use rounds to collect data mm-hmm. to figure out how to beat you. Yep. It means nothing to win two, three rounds against some of the elite guys. Mm-hmm. All they're doing is figuring out what your game plan is Almost had and them. how to use it against you. Billy Joe Saunders. Almost. Canelo couldn't, to get to the fight, he took, Canelo took a couple of rounds, collected his data, Uh threw some hard shots. It's chess. It ain't checkers. So, (laughs) yeah. It was my favorite Canelo fight, I think, to date. I can't think of any fight more exciting where he was pressuring. He was really Mm -hmm. trying to throw hard shots the entire fight. Um, Billy Joe did what I, I, I've never seen him fight. But I, everything that you told me about him is exactly what he was. You watched the fight at your house. It was horrible. Well, he's you probably purged it from your memory because yes. it was so boring. He's unmemorable because it's so boring. Yeah. He thinks he's fly with this, like, backpedaling, jab, blah, 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 and then, like, coming with some shots. It's so boring. He had nothing for Canelo. I know you say he the fight was even up until that round. No, 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 no. I did not say that. You text me that. No. You piece of shit. Watch. He, he stopped him after the eighth he round. I had it three to three after six rounds. You, you better hope I At the eight. time of the stoppage, Ooh. I had it five to three Canelo. I never gave Billy Joe Sanders four rounds. You fucking did. I had it three to three. I, I guarantee after you. After fucking, at, at, at round seven. They fought two more rounds. Canelo was up five to three. I'm going to, I fight delete all my texts, mind the you. Fight was, the fight just was, to save memory. The fight was stopped at the end of the eighth round. I had Canelo up five rounds to three. I don't care what you say. It's fine. You said it. You it's were like, fine. I haven't like, even look, until look, now. Listen, listen real quick. Listen no, real quick. No, listen real quick. No. Motherfucker, you better All right, listen. I'll listen to you. I, <laughs> <laughs> I turned to an old sassy black woman. <laughs> Motherfucker, you better listen. All right, Mickey, you know flapjacks. No chicken later. Um, the rounds I gave to Billy Joe Saunders, I was not impressed. I did not think, oh, yeah, he definitely won those rounds. They were close rounds. Huh? Like I'm not gonna like raise a stink about it if somebody gave Canelo the rounds. They were close. A lot of those rounds, Canelo was just collecting data. He was landing one or two hard shots to set up a knockout later. (laughs) Wow, your dog looks high as shit. That was really distracting. Um, He was using those rounds to land the hard shots to set up the stoppage for later. So I couldn't really give him those rounds because a lot of those shots I felt like they were partially blocked. Um, So I gave gave Billy Joe Saunders three rounds. I didn't think. Oh, my God, Canelo's in trouble. I was never like, oh, Billy Joe Saunders has got this in the bag. I thought he did enough to win those rounds, just barely. But, you know, it is what it is. Two phones? No, one of those is smart. You want this one? Are you done? (laughs) Yes, I'm done. (laughs) (sighs) We haven't disagreed in a long time. This is good. It's fair. This is good. I will say this, though. Like, I'm not in the minority. Everybody I saw had it 77-75 online for Canelo, which is the score I had. Everybody? Yeah, pretty much everybody online. The judges had it. One judge had my score. Two judges had one more round for Canelo. Man, I just, okay. So yeah, I just didn't. Like see I'm not, it, I'm not dying on this hill. Like if no, somebody, no. if somebody says shit. it's Relax. perfectly, I'm not mad. I'm just we'll saying it's perfectly fine. Like <laughs> Billy Joe Saunders, the rounds I gave Billy Joe. You love Billy Joe. I get it, man. I get it. Oh my God, you guys want to hear how much I hate Billy Joe? So Please tell me. let's let, let's have a little fun here. Let's talk about some of the shit Billy Joe did before this fight. Uh-huh. So people oh, yes. probably think I hate Billy Joe because of his boxing style. I can give a fuck <laughs> about his boxing style. The guy is a piece of shit. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's hop back in the, uh, in the time yes. machine. Let's go back about five years. Can I start this one off? 
Go ahead. Yeah, after this. Yeah. Okay, I want to start the Billy Joe Saunders thing off because I recently saw him going, I don't know if it was just a video or him going live about talking shit about somebody that quit for yes. a fight. I don't know who the fight That's was. That's the fight we talked about. Daniel Dubois, the okay. two heavyweights that we said was the worst heavyweight fight ever. So Billy Joe is on here saying, you, you'll have to carry me out of the ring. Broken I could have two broken, broken eye sockets. I could be half dead. You're going to have to carry me out of the ring before I quit. Mm-hmm. That is the worst Billy Joe Saunders I've ever heard. But and it's just sweet justice, man. It's karma. It's the universe being like, okay, let's see. And you quit. No, he didn't quit. His coaches stopped That's him. That's right. Sorry. Typical right. boxer trick. You're right. There's two things that boxers will always do, and they think that like people are too dumb to figure it out. Mm-hmm. They'll shake their head no when they're hit with a big shot like yep. it didn't hurt. Yep. And they'll claim they didn't quit. Their trainers pulled them out. Yep. If a trainer asks you, do you want to continue fighting, and you say it's up to you, in any, anybody's eyes yep. with any common sense, that means you don't want to fight. Yep. So that's what he did. Yep. The trainer said, hey, do you want to fight? He said, I'll leave it up to you, which means please help me. Help me, please. If you want to see a motherfucker that doesn't want to stop fighting and that gets mad at their trainer, look up Chico Corrales yeah. when anybody stops his Try fight. Try to fight his dad. His after dad, <laughs> his fucking trainer. Everybody, he's like, I'm a fucking warrior. You let me fucking go out of my shit. He beat, he was about to beat the shit out of his dad. He yeah. hit him like a child hits his father just out of respect. But that's what a true fighter does. Yeah. And look, by no means am I saying, man, if I had a fucking broken orbital bone or socket, whatever, I would continue fighting. Fuck no. Quadruped, quadruped fracture he had. I mean, he's orbital, nasal. You would see me wave at broken. the other fighter and be like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm good, bro. Yeah, I'm going to stop. <laughs> I'm not going to blame it on the trainer, and that's what a coward does, man. It's, it's the bullshit machismo that most boxers have, and yes, it makes them successful and pushes them in fights, but let's be fucking real when you pull out of a fight, man, and it's okay. You have a broken fucking bone. It's, it's okay. Half your face is broken. You look yes. like one of those plastic dolls when you step on one side of their head. And yes. That's what it looks like. <laughs> we just got an insight into Will's childhood. Yeah, I was evil. And then, and then like... It, it bruised up and blacked quickly. Like, black eyes don't happen that fast, so no. we knew it was something serious. It's okay. But leading up all the way into the in all the way, what, what round? Seventh round? Eighth round? Did it uh, they stopped at the end of the eighth, so it's start of the ninth. Basically. So it was a good fucking fight all the way through. You weren't getting just outclassed. You, you were outclassed, mm-hmm. but you weren't running, which I, I actually liked. You were backpedaling a lot, but there was still some fight happening. And Canelo, man, I love this side of you, bro. The, the attacking, the really good shots. You probably ate maybe two or three worth mentioning, but... It's, he has a chin. I mean, the dude, he took so much shit from, from Triple G, so it's fine. Yeah. But I really like this version of Canelo. I know you're going to unify the titles. I'm very excited to see what you do after this because I'm very excited about a potential fucking you finally fighting like a quick black fighter, whether it be Errol Spence moves up eventually. Charlo. Charlo something. Fight Benavides. I, really, well, sorry, ahead, I, I feel like Canelo will just walk through Charlo, to be honest. I know he'll have a little bit of issues maybe with his, his foot speed, but Charlo doesn't use his foot speed that well. You got to watch his last fight. Yeah. I was really impressed. I was on your on your side. Is this baby Charlo? Not baby Charlo. Good, Charlo. Char- good, cool, Char- good Charlo. I don't know a lot of his fights, so okay, I'll watch. He it. fought a guy that beat Triple G last, but they robbed Triple G. They robbed a guy against Triple G. Okay. Derry Vinchenko was his name. But real quick... Uh, to to piggyback what you said, karma is a bitch, Billy Joe Saunders. Yeah, man. Some of the shit Billy Joe Saunders has done, I'll give you a quick quick uh, overview of yeah. Billy Joe Saunders as a person. Impersonated a cop, told a guy that you, you have a weapon. The guy stripped down naked. Billy Joe laughed, got away with it. Billy Joe went to Rolls Royce, went to a drug addict, offered him some money to uh, for sex acts as a joke. Then said, "Okay, well I'll give you some money if you go punch somebody." The drug addict punched somebody. He drove away. These are, all, these are all confirmed for the most part. Called Delta Airlines, told Delta Airlines there was three boxers that were on the flight that tested positive for COVID. They pulled the boxers off the flight. <laughs> he harassed some uh, some prostitutes. They caught him on video harassing some prostitutes, saying he wouldn't shag them. Oh He's scared to get um, an STD. Right. He popped for steroids, blamed it on a nasal inhaler. Um, he did a joke about domestic abuse during COVID. He said, if your wife's getting on your nerves, you got to do like this. Proceeds to punch a punching bag. Billy Joe Saunders is a piece of shit. Yeah, bro. <laughs> like, I cannot yeah. stand this dude. Then on fight week, he gets to the gets to the venue, sees the ring is a normal size, by the way, a 20-foot ring. Says the fight is off if it's if not a bigger ring. Tries to find a way out. You're fighting Canelo Alvarez, the biggest star in the sport. You've been handed all this money. 
And now you're going to pretend like, oh, well, I'm the big star, so I call the shots. I want a bigger ring that's bigger than the normal size ring. Then, to top it all off, and I'll shut up about him, a Hispanic reporter tried to interview him about um, about his relationship with Tyson Fury and, like, what what the paramount of that relationship is. He's like, oh, yeah, we uh, we get together and do coke and fuck hookers. Oh, and by the way, before that, uh, there was a press event, like, a day before you know, they're asking Billy Joe Saunders to do his part to promote the fight. He didn't show up. They asked him why. He said he's playing with his balls in his hotel room. Then uh, the Hispanic reporter asked him about his game plan for Floyd, or for uh, not Floyd, for Canelo. Mm-hmm. And he said, uh, yeah, my game plan is to move your breath stinks. And, uh, you, like, the guy's an asshole. So I'm not going to wish an injury on anybody, no, but, but the guy's a, a dick. And you know, you know how we the last couple uh, couple episodes we've been talking about how tr- Triller and all that is a circus and boxing is this. You got guys like Billy Joe Saunders who are taking a page out of these YouTuber books and trying mm-hmm. to do this and think it's charming, bro. You look like an idiot, man. And yeah. karma's gonna catch up to you eventually. <sighs> look at, uh, I'm and, not even gonna say that. And, and none of the stuff is funny. Like it's not it's funny. Just, you're bro. a dick. Yeah. Like, I don't see the humor in any of that stuff. It's a fine line between super funny and, and, and being a fucking dick, man. And, and it's a hard line to tread. Only Muhammad Ali could do it. Chad Ochocinco could do it. Uh, Steve Smith Jr. could do it. There aren't many people that could do this shit well, man. Mm-hmm. So if you're not likable and if you're not charming, stick to what you do best, bro. Blake Griffin's that, pretty good at it, too. Yeah. The dry yeah. sense of humor, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. But yeah, he's just an asshole, so... I'm not saying I'm happy his face got broken, but maybe he'll learn something and stop being a douche. All these mm-hmm. things I named were things that he did at 28. Like, mm-hmm. how are you still doing stuff like that? That's like some shit a 17-year-old would do. I know, you bro. have a kid and a family. and like yeah. He's just, ugh, I can't yeah, stand bro. that dude. So I'm glad Canelo won. Uh, moving forward, Canelo's going to fight Caleb Plant next, most likely. I've never seen him obviously, fight. Obviously, Canelo is the favorite. Yeah. I do think that uh, Caleb Plant... Will give Canelo a better challenge. Than, what does he do differently than Billy Joe? He's a little bit faster. He's a little bit grittier. Uh, he's got more power. For sure got more power. Okay. And he's just tough. That dude's been through hell. He's Lost a Brit? His, no, Caleb Plant's uh, from uh, the United States. Okay. Uh, white Whoa. dude that... The rare white boxer. White dude that grew up around black people. Yes. Married to a black woman. Yes. Very tough. Lost his uh, mother this past... Two years or so, she got killed by the police. She had some issues. Wait, was Caleb Plant interviewed at the um, the StubHub Center fight? Probably, yeah. Beard? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. Lost he, his daughter. he lost his daughter to a disease that oh, she okay. died at like two, I think. Yeah, he did look like a hood white yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. You something can just tell about it's authentic. Was, it's not faked. Yeah, he didn't talk much. It was very like... Yeah, like, yeah that's Caleb Plant. Like, okay, for sure. this is interesting. Had a beautiful... Uh, I don't know if it's his wife or his Yeah, girl. she's a correspondent for Fox, Fox, I think. Yeah, they look good together, yeah. man. Bless you guys. Yeah. Um, That's so awesome. Okay. So he's right, probably going to fight Canelo in September. He's tall too, huh? Mm-hmm. Six foot, five eleven. Mm-hmm. All right, good. It's gonna be a good fight. Okay, okay. Right, Canelo's okay. the favorite. Canelo is probably the best boxer in the world, not named Terrence Crawford. Right. To me, um, a lot right. of people have him at number one. I'll, I won't put him in number one just because of the steroid stuff and because I thought he lost the first Triple G fight. Yeah. Had a draw, in my opinion, in the second Triple G fight. A lot of people said Triple G won it. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Tomato, tomato, potato, potato. But um, <laughs> yeah, hopefully he fights Caleb Plant. Then he fights Benavidez next. Okay. That'll be the route I want to see him go. And then either fight Charlo. Sorry. Yeah, you're good. They need to fight Charlo or Berlinga. Those would be the three fights I want to see. By yeah. then, Berlinga would have fought. Hopefully, Berlinga would have either fought um, Rosado, Daniel Jacobs would be a good fight for him, or even like a David Lemieux. Fucking Daniel Jacobs, man, I love him. I do too. Got a lot of love for him. Yeah, but man, I don't want to see him fight anymore. Yeah, so we'll see. I think we're finally going to start getting the Canelo fights that we've wanted. Um, we'll talk about the UK boxers. I know it's been like. Uh, every episode we've been shitting on the UK, and so somebody asked us about, like, well, damn, like, what UK fighters do you like? I actually like a lot of them, and I want to clarify yeah. that point later. Oh, absolutely. But, um, yeah, so we're finally going to get the fights of Canelo that we want to see Canelo fight because he's a free agent. He can do whatever he wants. He's yeah. Floyd Mayweather now, so he can pick and choose whoever he wants to fight. He's the biggest name in boxing, um, so he can kind of pick and choose his fights now. Is there any chance of him going down a weight division after he unifies? Possibly. Um, Could he make that weight now? 
He says he likes 168. He's looked the best he's ever looked to yeah. me. I feel like he's not killing himself to make weight, mm-hmm. so he's um He's a wider dude and he's short. How tall is this? Like five five nine? Five he's, eight, he's, maybe? He's wider, so I get it. And I'm not saying, oh, if you want to fight the best, you need to you need to go back to welterweight. If you can't make that weight, you can't make that weight. Oh, no, I don't... welterweight? Oh hell no. No, he'll that's twenty one pounds he'd have to drop. Wait, no, what's uh Errol Spence and Welterweight? Really? Yeah, he can't fight them. Errol would well, have to I'm come sorry. up. Could they meet at super welterweight and it'd him have go to be down middleweight? Round? I don't think he can get below one sixty at this point. Yeah. I think he'd be killing himself to do that. And then it's like you're gonna see a shell of him. Like it's gonna be like De La Hoya when he exactly. tried to go down it. and fight Pacquiao yeah, and it just looks killed weird. himself making weight. Yeah. So um you know, Canelo is interesting. He had an opportunity to to uh, unify the middleweight belts, mm-hmm. and guess who the unification guy was going to be? Ooh. Andrade, and he uh... opted he opted not to fight him <laughs> and move up. <laughs> did you obviously you saw the post? Yes, I did. The, the post interview thing. I loved it. <laughs> I, I I did too. It was super fun. I love seeing Canelo's personality come out. Andrade, uh, again, it's really hard to be charming and be a dick. I saw what he was going for, but I don't know if it was his, his trainer dad, or his, his dad. dad. His dad wouldn't shut the fuck up and I'm let like, it breathe. Bro, you sound stupid. And, and to anybody listening out there, if you have a friend or if your son is in some shit and you're there, if he started talking shit, you have to let him finish this shit because when you're like, well, throw him out, make him get out, make him do that, you look like a fuck, you look like an idiot, man. And, uh, yeah, you, you, you look like uh, somebody has to speak for you. Like, yeah. I'm like, supposed to be scared of you when your dad's talking right. for you? Like, get out of like, here. Does your dad still box? Is he a professional? I don't. I love Canelo's. Get the fuck out, get the of, fuck here. out of here. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. I love when Mexican people say that, like, like non, non um, English as a second language speakers do it. He speaks perfect English. That's why I he love it about great, it. It's too man. perfect because it doesn't sound like somebody. Get the fuck out of here. It doesn't oh, sound like an so American good. because it's so it's so yes. true to what it's supposed it sound, to sound like. It sounds like if my dad, when my dad cusses in English in the rare instance. <laughs> I remember him being a kid and he has some road rage shit. <laughs> and he, couldn't, he couldn't cuss properly, so he was like, fuck you, stupid. And I was like, yes. <laughs> it was the best. So that's what Canelo reminded me of, man. And it was just so good. And like the fucking just disrespect of... Uh, you're a horrible, oh, you're an awful fighter. You're a terrible fighter. I terrible did not like fighter. that part of it because you I dodged him, though. You had a chance to be the first Bro. Mexican undisputed middleweight champion, and instead of fighting him, you left. It's a little weird to me. I, yeah. I mean, I get the insult, but, like, isn't it kind of circular to say, like, you haven't fought anybody, you're a nobody, you don't bring any money to the table, uh-huh. but yet you fight Billy Joe Saunders, Liam Smith, like... You're right. It's a little weird, and like, how is he supposed to be a household name if nobody will fight him? Yeah, like it's kind of like a, it feels like we're going in circles here. Like, yeah, you haven't fought anybody, okay? Well, why don't you fight me? No, well then, <laughs> I, I guess I'll never be in anybody. You're not, you're not wrong by any means. You're not wrong, and that's exactly what it looks like. I just, I always tend to side with like uh, the A side fighters. Let's say Mayweather and Canelo. When you get that popular and mm-hmm. everybody wants to fight you, yeah, but you have plans of your own, yeah, you're not gonna be like, well, yeah, all right, let me unify here so that he doesn't, so people don't think that I'm dodging him. And then once I get up here, now everybody's gonna think I'm dodging. It's really hard to fight everybody. I so you're not wrong. So you're not wrong in what you're saying. It's just that it's hard to fight everybody coming after you. And even, uh, I, know, I don't know if you heard it. He was like uh, looking for a payday. Somebody wants the money or something like that. Yeah. And that's exactly what it is. I agree. But we'll never the, know. The only counter to that is he's been chasing Canelo for like four yeah. years. He's been trying to fight him at least since 2016. That's the only reason. Up? Yeah, he would move he, up to fight him. Yeah, he was offering to move up, and Canelo was like, "No, you're you suck. You can't." So I've never seen him fight, so I can't fully speak. I, Andrade is awkward. Yeah. I get not wanting to fight the guy. Like really? I'm not. I'm just saying from Andrade's side, it's kind of hard for him because it's like everybody makes the same argument, but they won't give him a chance to make himself something. So he's kind of always going to be fighting these guys that are non issues because he's so awkward. Right. He fights at weird angles. He's a lefty, but he's got power. But he throws punches from weird. Mm-hmm. Spots on the in the ring, so it's a low it's a low reward, high risk fight. Yeah. And if you're Canelo Alvarez, you're not going to take that fight. So I I see both sides yeah, of it for sure. Um, yeah. So that the, the press conference was funny. I like the fact that Canelo's leaning into being a little yeah. sarcastic dick more. Yeah, it's really funny. It really like is. I don't know if you saw after the uh, Billy Joe Saunders fight, he went up to Eddie Hearn and was like. Ee! 
easy money. <laughs> <laughs> I told you it was going to be easy, Eddie. Easy money. <laughs> Yo, if he's just taking everything Mayweather said, he's taking all of the Mayweather blueprint, and I'm not mad at him. I man. love that he's making it a show, man. Absolutely. The Pepe Aguilar entrance. Oh, bro. Oh, my God. Pepe's Pepe. dope, right? Oh, my. I can listen to Pepe Aguilar sing a long-ass yeah, CBS bro. receipt. I have no I love idea. That guy. <laughs> I have no idea what a lot of Spanish songs say, but, like, Pepe. I don't care, man. Selena, Pepe's daughter. Man, just so fucking cool. So much style. Great lyrics. Great sound. Yeah, it was really that, good. That voice is smooth, yeah. man. It's like some butter and some warm yeah. flapjacks, bro. Just, <laughs> woo! Man. Yeah, it was good. It Had me really questioning good. some shit. Like, wait, hold on. <laughs> just kidding. It was really good, man. I love the theatrics. I love what he's doing. Um, so, again, with taking Mayweather's blueprint, I'm always like, bro, well, just give him his props, man. Give him his props. Say, <laughs> say, you know, I was young, and he taught me a fucking lesson. I think he's just too much of a competitor to ever really lean into that. Like He's got too much of Mexican machismo, man. He's too angry about it. He, he's so mad that Mayweather beat him, yeah. he'll never give him full credit but for that. But do any win. boxers really, until they get old, old, old? Until they retire, then you'll see him, like, squash the beef. Not even not even then. A lot of fighters still do it, but, like... Yeah, true. My, Tyson just had a great uh, answer for, um, it was a quick thing I saw on YouTube, and he was somebody said, that, hey, uh, Wilder was saying that, you know, he could beat you uh, if you were still fighting today, and Tyson was like, look, man, that's what he's supposed to say, and he should believe that. He should say this, because he's the, he, he's the heavyweight champion, champion of the world, and it's a beautiful thing. Um, we'll never know, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, what a great response. Because I know Tyson knows he would beat the shit out of Wilder. I don't, beat, you don't think so? The, the, the weird thing about this is what we forget all the time when we look at the past heavyweights, they were so much smaller, man. You Wilder, think? I mean, no, I know. Tyson's 5'10", Wilder's 6'5". Yeah, bro. but he fought That's some a like... a lot of reach. He fought some 6'4", a lot of 6'4". Yeah, dudes. but those guys weren't athletic like Wilder. It could be fun. Is Wilder really athletic, though, bro? Oh, yeah. That's How? all he has is athleticism. Wow. Like, he doesn't have you... skill, but he has athleticism. He doesn't have speed, really. Mm. He doesn't have foot, like, mad foot speed. Tyson had foot speed. I, th- I think he actually does have speed. I think that's how that crazy, awkward punch always lands. Oh, it comes man. faster than you would think, and that's why a lot of guys get shocked and keep getting hit with it. I don't think he has as much athleticism as people think, and I feel like Tyson would have just fucking worked his way in and destroyed. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not discrediting it, but mm. I'm not going to discredit Wilder either. He's only yeah. lost one fight. Yeah. I mean, that those Ortiz wins stand up for me as being very, very impressive. Yeah. That guy's an Olympic Olympian boxer with an amateur pedigree, unlike any other heavyweight, and okay. Wilder knocked him out twice. Okay, but that's what I'm saying. If if a guy size that doesn't have the quick movements that Tyson has, but was still I thought he was winning the fight until Wilder knocked him out. Absolutely. So if he was doing that, I feel like Tyson would have just fucking buzzsawed his ass. It's possible but you gotta remember Ortiz is six four Oh shit! Yeah, these Didn't guys. Okay. Or he might be six three, but he's bigger than Tyson. Yeah, that's that. That's a lot of a lot of the times when I look back, I'm like, damn, these heavyweights are really cruiserweights back mm-hmm. in the day. They're yeah. not the size of the super heavyweights we see now. I yeah. think that would play. That would come into play, like especially if they're getting tied up. Mm-hmm. Wilder's leaning on him. He's a lot taller. He's probably gonna pull down Tyson's head a lot. Right. That could tire him out. It'd I, be interesting. I still, uh, yeah, Tyson all day on this. Okay. Um, uh, Anything on the undercards that we need to talk about? Not really, right? Uh, the Soto fight against the Asian guy was fun, but yeah. I'm not that impressed with Soto. Edwin no. Soto, I thought he uh, he did what he needed to do against the guy that was basically in there to be a yeah. a crash test dummy, if you yeah. want to say. I mean, I know he's a legend and everything, but he's 37. He fights that style that I hate where they just take 17 punches until you get tired and they throw back. Like, right. I just don't like that. Yeah. I don't think it's as entertaining as people think. I always think of the repercussions of it. Mm-hmm. So I can't fully enjoy that because I think, man, his poor wife's going to have to take care of him yeah. and help him pee for the next two weeks because he's just getting punched in the head repeatedly. <laughs> yep. So, no, let's not talk about the undercard. Let's right. just do so, Q&A now. All right. Well, we, oh, can I ask you a question first? Sure, sure. All right, so I texted Will this uh, Saturday night because... It's hard answering questions like the Q and A right away. Yeah, but I, I but I like doing it. So I wanted to give you some time to think about this. Okay. <clears throat> Name me a UK fighter or a Brit fighter that really comes to fight. Carl Froch. Carl Froch is my guy. He just retired. Who did he just fight. Carl Froch fought Andre Ward before. He fought Jermaine Taylor. You're he fought right. Mikel Kessler. I love Great Carl call. Froch. Great call. Carl Froch is probably top five British fighters of all yes. time. Yes, yes. Um, 
He gave Ward problems. Yeah, man. Ward couldn't figure that's him out. That's hard to do. Yeah, it was. That's really hard I mean, Ward won, but mm. man, it was not easy. Yeah. So he, like, when you asked me that question, that was the first guy that came to mind. That's a real fighter. Kell Brook came to mind for me. That's but a good please. one. Yes. Uh, uh, middleweight? Was he fighting? Uh, super middle and okay. middleweight. Okay. He knocked out Jermaine Taylor. The reason I tell you Carl Frosch is a G, watch the Jermaine Taylor fight. Jermaine Taylor was beating him, beating his ass pretty much the whole fight. But Carl kept coming and then knocked him out in like the twelfth round or See? something. Carl See? would not be denied. That's yeah. what a true fighter looks like. And I'm not saying a lot of these UK fighters aren't true fighters. What I had a problem with is like a lot of them just had that old timey style where they're high guard, a basic one two. They don't show any freedom of movement. They don't keep yep. their hands low. That is changing. So I don't want to come across like I'm shitting on the UK. No. I mean, you've seen some fighters, Tyson Fury. Is a very different style of fighter. Absolutely. Not the most fun to watch, but he's a fighter for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh Taylor, I think Scotland's considered UK um, as far as I know. Mm-hmm. I think Ireland's the one that some people say is part of the Great Britain UK connection. Some right. is not. I always but, look at them differently because they have real fighters. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Josh Taylor would be one I would name. Um, I really like Savannah Marshall. Okay. Putting aside the Clarissa Shields stuff, mm-hmm. Savannah Marshall is really fun to watch. She's a fighter. Okay, I've never seen her. She fight. gets people out of there. Mayweather actually had her earlier in her career, but oh really? Mm-hmm. But That's I think so. he just neglected her. He probably had other yeah. stuff going on. But she's a very good fighter. I, I mean, I I pick Clarissa to beat her, obviously, yeah. but she's not a bad fighter at all. Yeah. So um, there's plenty of other ones in the past. I so. like Nigel Benn, Johnny Nielsen. Hell. Amir Khan is a real fighter, for better or for worse. I mean, he, that's his problem. He can't stop fighting. He comes in there, yeah. chin straight up in the air. Instead of just staying on the outside and using his jab, he always has to fight at the mid-range where his head is there to be taken, and they take it every time. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. like, for all the all the crap I give him about the anti-gay comments, which were unnecessary, and just his demeanor in general I don't really like, but the guy is a fighter. He's got a lot of skill. At the expense of his own career. Right. <laughs> He's got a lot of skill. He never like quite put it together. Or, or he did. It's just his chin, man. It's fucking that, I also glass. felt like Amir Khan changed trainers too much. Yeah. Well, one fight he was with Virgil Hunter. Next fight he's with Freddie Roach. It's like, dude, you got to give these guys time to help you and not even in the that. areas. Blame the man in the mirror, dude. You can't blame the trainer. Yeah, you can't. Don't pull a don't pull a freaking Deontay Wilder and say your trainer Cosby, your freaking yeah, Aquafina in between rounds. Come like. On, yeah. And then, like, and uh, Kell Brook is, was mine, the, the only one that came to mind when mm-hmm. I thought of uh, UK fighters that really come to fight. And when I say really come to fight, I mean they talk all, whatever shit that they talk, they really back it up. Because you got a lot of guys like Billy Joe Saunders, um, uh, Luke Campbell. I like Luke Campbell, but still, like, when it's time to fight, fight, I just feel like they don't know what to do with Mexican fighters, Mexican-American yeah. fighters, black American fighters. It's just different, man. And look, I know you can't spar people like that way over there. But when you come here and you really see the fucking dogs that we have, man, it's hard to it's hard to combat it. So, and I'd be fine with it if not for all the shit talking. Yeah, you do all this shit talking, and then you back out when it's really time to fight. And again, I know it sounds like we're shitting on UK fighters, and we're not. Yeah, I like it's UK just fighters. the style. It's yeah. just the style that I'm like, come on, man, just do something different. And you're starting to see. I think you're going to see a change because you're starting to see these guys um, in the UK. They're bringing over these Mexican. Club fighters, they call them, but they think are club fighters. And these guys are taking down their champions and ah, knocking them out. Like nice. a guy named Josh Warrington, who beat Carl Frampton, was undefeated, fought a guy named, I think his last name was Lara, but he was like 24 and 2. But you just assumed, oh, he's probably fighting people in Tijuana. Mm-hmm. He's nothing special. Mm-hmm. And he came in there and whooped his ass, man. And that's the thing that I think they need to do. They need to venture outside of the UK. Yeah. You're not going to be the star you want to be until you come to the United States. I'm sorry. That's just the way it is. Yep. Like, yep. I know boxing originated over there, but yep. in order to really fulfill your potential, you have to come over here and fight. And that's yep. why I always like Carl Frotch. Carl Frotch could have stayed at home, could have stayed in his little home area of Nottingham and just beaten everybody and stayed undefeated. Yeah. But he went over here, he fought the best of the best. Carl mm-hmm. Frotch's resume is nasty. Yep. Lucian Butte, Andre Ward, Mikel Kessler, Jermaine Taylor, the list goes on and on. Mm-hmm. So that's what I would like to see from them. I would like them to travel out earlier, get those tough fights earlier. Instead of like being built up, winning the British Championship, and then having an American fighter come over there and beat them because they haven't experienced that style. Mm-hmm. That's what I think needs to mm-hmm. happen. And I think they're starting to learn that. Like Josh Taylor is the perfect example. And Tyson Fury, the perfect example of guys that fought 
American Tough Fighters earlier in their career so they can understand those styles yeah. and be exposed to them so they're not shell-shocked when they see it yeah, when that, they're already a champion, you know? Like that Joshua Ruiz effect. Joshua looked like he was like, how, how is this fucking Mexican <laughs> throwing these punches so fast? Yeah. So it's that effect. Okay, Q&A. Okay, so we did the UK boxer one. What's the biggest fight... Uh, that has to happen right now, somebody asked. I thought we answered that last We week. asked the fight that we wanted. Oh, okay. Uh, for the sport as a whole, I think the biggest fight that has to happen right now is the uh, Tyson Fury-Anthony Joshua fight. That fight, I think, will break records left and right. Um, Tyson Fury is a star in America now because of all his fights on yeah. ESPN. That fight has to happen for yeah. the sport, especially for heavyweight. Everybody knows that's watched boxing. Heavyweight always has a special place in boxing lore. There's nothing like watching a guy that's 250, 6'6", going there and fight another guy that's 250, 6'6". Yep. So that fight, to me, has to happen. Agreed. Um, I'm actually going to piggyback on something you said last podcast, the Teofimo Lopez and Tank Davis fight. You're so right. I, at first, I thought... You know, Bud and, and uh, Errol Spence would be a great fight, and it still will be. But like you said, it's it's just taking so long, and who knows? But Dale and Tank would come out fucking firing. There'd be no fill-out process. Mm-hmm. Even the fill-out process would be tough. That's the fight that needs to happen right now. Dale's shining. Tank has so much damn... Uh, he has a strong following, and he has a lot of shit going on outside of boxing, so I want to see that fight happen before anything bad happens. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, I, I like that picture. So those too. are mine. Um, so another person asks, are judges biased? Do I think it's a matter of them being paid off? Do uh, do we think... What do we think, basically? Absolutely. Yeah, 100% <laughs> Absolutely agree they're biased. Um, especially when you fight regionally. Like, if you fight in Texas and you're fighting an aggressive Mexican fighter, you go in there knowing they're going to get the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. If you're fighting overseas and you fight like a traditional boxing style... You're probably gonna get the benefit of the doubt from the the foreign judges. Yep. So yeah, um, is there corruption? Absolutely. I mean, how else would somebody have scored a, a draw in Canelo Mayweather? There's clearly corruption. Yep. There's nobody that watched that fight and thought Canelo won six rounds. Nope. If you did, you probably have. That's the first fight you've ever seen. Or I don't mm-hmm. know. You're an idiot, pretty yep. much. So, <laughs> so I absolutely do think. Um, is there a way to stop it? I don't know. You know, like we talked about a couple of episodes ago, they had the open scoring where they, after four rounds, they announced the cards over the intercom, Ooh. which I thought was ambitious and I liked it at first. But then, as you saw later yeah. on, like if I'm up eight rounds to nothing, am I going to be really, really right. obligated to stand and trade with somebody for the last four rounds? Yeah. So. I don't know. I don't know how to fix that. Um, I think it starts with accountability. Maybe uh, to to just go off of that idea, if they're scoring it, they have to get now give each round like to somebody else, like an overseer of the judges. Yeah. Maybe that could help, but they don't announce it. But now they know that the the they have to actually give their score after each round to somebody, so it can't be like. Let me go back and change this. And they have a minute in between rounds. I would almost say they have to write one or two sentences as to why they scored the round that way. And then after the fight, I think there should be a a committee that oversees um, all the fights. And you have to explain your card Mm -hmm. because some of these don't make any sense. So I just think it starts with accountability. There needs to be some kind of board that oversees that because it's... You shouldn't be allowed to drop a doo-doo card and then just go home and collect your check. Like, nah. Right, and keep coming back. Like, yeah. These reps keep coming back because every time we see when they announce the reps, we're like, oh, shit. And and, and it's just... The judges, it's, yeah. It's innately... The sorry, the judges. Yeah, um, yeah. It's innately in the sport of boxing, man. It's it's from beginning. when you, Whenever you have athletes... Uh, money, a lot of money involved, promoters. There's going to be some shady shit that happens. It's just a part of the game, man. And I don't know how to control it because you're going to have these promoters that's, that need their guy to be the champ so they can make more money in his next fight. Mm-hmm. It's the um, the Roley effect. Remember when Roley... Roley Romero, yeah. Yeah, look, Roley... Oh, God. <laughs> I'm not even going to start on Roley. I, let's let him keep fighting. And his he's going to get exposed anyway, so I'm not even worried about it. But like the way the the judges gave him the fight that he lost against Martinez, uh, Martinez, right? I can't remember his can't name. Remember his but name. Yeah, but still, like it was just so one sided. So when you see the scores, it's <clears throat> fucking insane. Anyway, and it's tough also because people see different things. Like 
you didn't see you didn't see Saunders winning more than what one round. I gave him two. So I mean, when, when people watch combat sports, this happens in MMA all the time too. There's always scores that are just all over the place yeah. because people score fights differently. So I just feel like at the end of the day, they need to have they need to explain the cards. Yeah. If you explain the cards, then everybody can understand what they should be looking for, okay. and it'll be made easier. This is how you should be scoring the fights. Yeah. This is why the score you just read me makes no sense. Right. So that 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 to me is the main thing that has that has to happen. The problem is um, the men's men's boxing has so many different committees and uh, different belts. Like I don't know how they would make a big conglomerate mm-hmm. that would be able to come together and say, "Hey, this is what we want." There needs to be one belt per division. Yeah. I don't yes. know how to solve that problem. Yes. It just it's dumb. Like nobody's an undisputed champion anymore at any weight. It's mm-hmm. so hard to do. You got to get four belts to be undisputed. Yeah, and then and then like to do that, you have to fight the mandatory of every uh, sanctioning body. So like the IBF might say you have to fight this guy. The WBC might say, well, this guy's next for the, yeah. your belt. And then WBA might say, well, this guy's next. So how do you manage all that? Right. A lot of the times too, those guys don't bring any money. They're unknown. So mm-hmm. yeah. So okay, next fight for Ruiz. What's next for Andy Ruiz? I felt like we, I thought we, I meant to talk about that with you, but who would you like to see Andy Ruiz fight next? I got some ideas. Andy, oh yeah, we talked about this. I think Andy Ruiz and Ortiz. No, we didn't. That's a good fight. I we talked about. Oh shit, mm-hmm. maybe we're, maybe I just fucking dream. I would love that. Ooh, that'd be a good. fight. I feel like that'd be such a good fight, man, because they're both like. Bigger dudes, um, mm-hmm. but like hella hand speed, very uh, very skilled. Um, they like I feel like they just know the sweet science, man. Mm-hmm. They kind of get it because somebody that it's weird, but somebody that looks like Ortiz and Ruiz, like their body frame, you just don't expect them to throw the punches that they threw that they throw and the combinations that they throw. Right. Um, they have a huge fan base. People know who they are now. Why not make that happen and be a good money fight? Yeah, I agree. The fight I was going to say would be Ruiz Wilder. I feel like Wilder. Yeah. Wilder's only lost one fight. This is his chance of redemption. You got to go through Andy. I like that. I would love that fight. They're both PBC fighters. They know each other. They both have been open to fighting each other. Who you got? I don't know, man. Because Wilder's such a weirdo. Like, salute, salute, buddy. Um, I don't know because Wilder's so unpredictable, man. Like. I don't know what the hell is wrong with that guy. I don't know if his head's in fighting. I've seen some training videos of him working on stuff, throwing punches. Mm-hmm. He looks different. His stance looks different. He's throwing okay. punches. I've never seen him throw in different types of combinations. He's got a new trainer, obviously. Oh, obviously. So <laughs> I would like to see that fight. I think that's the final shot for him. Okay. Like as far as the upper echelon. He's that's 30. Good. He's going to be 36 this year. So. How old is Andy? Andy, I think, is. Ooh, that's a good 30? question. I would say 30, 30? 31, maybe. I like Andy, I'm man. just guessing, though. Yeah, I like Andy. I really want to see him continue to fight. And, you know, this was a hard fight to come back to, like, after so much time off and yeah. after so much experience and, you know, the money and then the loss and then the weight loss. And then I, I think he's a super Christian now, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not saying that in a bad way. Yeah. Oh, I was going to ask you. I, I don't know. But I was going to ask you, since we're talking about Andy, and this got brought up by Danny Garcia, um, which I thought was an interesting question. Do you think him losing all that weight hurt his punch resistance? Because Andy was getting buzzed a lot in that fight. I kind of think it did, but I don't know. I don't know why. Is it because the fat absorbs some of the impact? It could. Not trying to be funny. I'm just curious. It's like, you know, when you have weight, you can put up more weight. Yeah. It's just a thing that carries over. Um... That's a good question, man. I honestly took it as ring rust, mm-hmm. and also you have all these eyes on you. It's your like first pay per view, if I'm not mistaken, right? Mm-hmm. Or was it was Anthony Joshua? Anyway. It's his first headlining pay per view for sure, so, besides Joshua. So I'm watching it, and I'm like, I know what it's like to like feel eyes on you and feel pressure and be like, oh shit, man, I got a lot. I got, I need to come in here and knock his ass out and mm-hmm. like make a statement. So I know what that feels like, and I think he just wasn't expecting a lot from from Chris, and. You know, first fight back, ring rust. So that's why I'm really excited to see what he comes with next mm-hmm. because it's going to be the true telltale sign if he's still like a top-notch contender or if he, if he's a dude on his way out. Yeah, and it was his first fight with Reynoso, so I'm sure there was stuff that Reynoso trained him to do that yeah. was, wasn't second nature to him right. yet. Yep. So, yeah, I agree with you. I, I just thought it was an interesting thing because I didn't really think about that. Like, mm-hmm. dude did lose like 40 pounds. That probably would affect a lot of things. Oh, yeah. I didn't really think about punch resistance, though. Yeah. I thought maybe his power 
would change a little bit. So uh-huh. just an interesting point. But yeah, I'd like point to see by Danny. I would love to see him fight either Ortiz or Wilder. I think those are great fights. Okay. Next up, oh man, I don't know if you heard the story. Mm. Mario Lopez made a joke about Ryan Garcia, apparently. Saying what? I didn't see the exact quote, but Ryan Garcia basically alluded to the fact that Mario Lopez is um or uh, Ryan Garcia's mental problems were a bad day. And Ryan Garcia was like Really upset. It was like, yo, you don't know what I'm going through. Like, don't call me out. Don't use my name for clout. Like, <laughs> Mario, bro, you're a, you're a piece of shit, dude. Uh, what? Look, it's just it. And look, I'm a part of an, an old, old generation, but older generations, when they hear depression, they think, oh, he was sad. Yeah. Bro, it's different, man. You can't compare whatever you were going through when you were a kid to what kids are going through now. Because like I always say, you got to go home and get away from bullying if, if there was any problems at school. Kids don't get to do that, man. There's problems at school. You get to go home and see this shit again on your Instagram, mm-hmm. see this shit again on your Twitter, any social media platform you could think of. So it's just different, man. So mental health is a big thing. And I was watching Euphoria the other day, and uh, there was one, it was a line. It was so dope. Somebody was going through something on social media, and it was like, sometimes 10 people could seem like the world. Yeah. And that's fucking true, man. Because how many times are you like, yo, everybody's talking about this, and mm-hmm. in reality, we're like... It's a I small it, little circle I saw it in three. I saw it on three Instagram posts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, we're, and, and, and the same, like, you know, sometimes I'll get some shit on the, uh, on the internet, and I'm like, man, you know, like, how many motherfuckers? Not considering how much love I get... But it's the small things that are like, yo, you know what this motherfucker said? Yeah. And it's just how it is, man. So Mario Lopez, shut the fuck up when somebody's going through mental health issues because you don't know. And this is coming from somebody who has a lot of issues with what Ryan Garcia does and how he portrays himself uh, in the media and what he does. But when somebody says, hey, I'm going to take a step back. I need to I need to check myself. All you could, all you should do is be like, you know what, little bro? Absolutely, man. Take your chance or, or t- take the time that you need. Do what you need to, to, to take care of yourself and your family. Nobody else should matter. Yeah, somebody that's dealt with depression, deep, deep depression a lot of times in my life, the last thing you want to hear is somebody tell you what it could be equated to. You don't oh, want to hear... Oh, cheer up. Oh, oh you had a bad here. day. No, it's not a bad day. That's not what this is about. So you shouldn't have commented on it. You're way too popular. You're way too well-known to make that kind of statement. Mm-hmm. It's ignorant. It's reckless. It's stupid. And with your kind of power, that could lead him to do something that he shouldn't do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, if he starts getting backlash and some people start piggybacking yes. on what you said, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden now he's even further down that hole. Yeah. We don't know what, what, what could come of that. So. Yeah. Ryan, as always, brother, we wish you well, man, and like a speedy recovery. Not, I shouldn't say speedy recovery. Take your time, recover well, do what you need to do for yourself, for your health, and your family, bro. And I'm sure, I'm sure it's going to come out. Mario's going to say, "Oh well, it was misquoted." Of blah, course, blah, 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 blah. yeah. But Ryan said it, so I'm, I'm assuming. So um, we'll just looked it up. Uh, we were trying to hear uh, some in the actual interview, um, but was really getting nothing but Mario Lopez's bullshit. Um, the quotes are actually him saying. He's basically making jokes about Ryan having kids and he needs to start pulling out. He basically was just sounding like he was making it all out to be a joke and it wasn't that big of a deal. And Ryan was basically saying, you don't know what I'm going through. It's not the people in my life. It's not any of this. I don't know why it's happening. It just is. Leave me alone. Stop having, stop fueling these trolls. And he's right. Like, 100% right. To everybody out there that's like, I don't know, 35 and older, do you remember what it was like to be in your early to early mid twenties, when you're like, man, should I go to school? Should I should I go back to school? Should I stay in school? Should I keep chasing this dream, or should I get this nice nine to five that's gonna be paying me a good forty fifty k? That's a good job. Do you remember what the fuck it was like to go through that quarter life crisis, man? When you're mm-hmm. trying to figure some shit out. Now, were you in the fucking limelight like Garcia is? Were you making the money Garcia is? Were you as famous as Garcia is? So you don't fucking know. What he's going through. And again, this is coming from somebody who doesn't really like what Garcia does in his social media image. Mm-hmm. So when a kid is going through some shit, leave him the fuck alone. Let him deal with it. Find him help. How about offering help? How about say, hey, man, I know this dude that went through this. Maybe you can talk to him. Or, hey, I have saw this article. Thought of you. Maybe this will help. Don't talk shit about him behind his back. Especially in the media. Don't do it. 
That's all I have to say. Hundred percent right, and we'll move on because I don't have anything to add. I think that was Fuck. perfectly said. Fuck you, Mario man. <laughs> Jesus. Build your perfect fire. This was fun. Oh. So I don't. I didn't, I could have broken it up into categories, but I want to hear what categories you want to take from. This who. is no fair, man. You got to give me this shit ahead of time. You have time to think about it. Okay, that's you fair. start it. Perfect and then fighter. I'll pick it back off everything. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, I'll go footwork. I'll go footwork and defense. Obviously, anybody listens to this podcast, Floyd Mayweather. Obviously, uh, punching power and technique. I'm going triple G. No uh, hawk, not hawk. Oh, Aaron the Hawk Pride. Yeah. No, I gotta go triple G. I like. I like the hawk was a little too wild with his punches. Okay. Triple G's was always very, very. Um, Technically sound punches. Yeah. So I would go triple G. Triple G's was like <laughs> this is stupid. It's like if a 45-pound weight was like like hit at you, versus like smaller fighters who like like a tank, yeah, who have like lower weight, but it's all this all this at inertia. You. It's like a full a full body punch. Yeah, yeah. like him, Maidana. Yeah. So yeah. uh like it's like Fernando Vargas power, like that thud. Mm-hmm. And he was probably one of the first guys I've heard when they punched it, it had that thud sound. Yeah. It's a very distinct sound where you're heavy-handed when you yeah. land something. It's like, Dook! Yeah. And Triple G has it when he lands like even a jab. It's like a yeah. thud, like a, like, almost like a... head snap back. Yeah, almost like a pole hitting your head. Like, Dook! Yeah. Dook! Dook! So, yeah, it's different, man. Does Bud have it? Yeah, right? Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. Oh, intangibles, I would go bud. So, like, versatility, intangibles, oh, I go bud. God, yeah. uh, boxing yeah. mind, I would probably either go Floyd or Marquez. Ooh, um, that's good. What else? What other categories? And Arrow. Yeah, Arrow's I mean, got a good Arrow, mind, too. Fucking smart Arrow's got there, discipline, man. man. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. what I like about Arrow. He's got discipline. Yeah. He sticks to his game plan. Yeah. When something works, he doesn't deviate. He doesn't let his emotions take him out of it. Yeah. He just sticks to what's working. That's hard to do. All right, I got one for you. What about body type? Ooh, height wise, ooh, size wise, damn. length, arms, of course, not penis. <laughs> well, dick size, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go behind that lead. You know, he's packing a tripod. Uh. Like, what size? <laughs> There's just no way to word this properly. Here we go. What height? What's the proper height? Uh, well, okay, are we assuming it's a heavyweight then? Let's just go heavyweight. Okay. What well, my mind always goes like welterweight. Okay, welterweight. I would say five seven, five Damn. eight. Okay. Yeah. You got a little bit of height, but you're not gangly. Yeah. To where people like you, you're gonna like overcommitting your punches and they'll be able to counter yeah, you too okay. easy. All right, give me heavyweight. Uh, heavyweight, I would say six three or six four. Okay. I don't want it too tall because then you're awkward and you're cumbersome in there. Right. I want to be able to free flow. Ali was like six two, six three. Okay. So I'd probably go that height. Yeah. I mean, Ali is the best heavyweight. He's clearly the best of all time. So can't go wrong picking his body type or his yeah. height for me. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good. Yeah. What else we got? Okay. So next we got. Uh, so what elements from the past in boxing would you like to see come back? And what elements in the present do you really enjoy that have changed over time? Oh, that's good, man. Mm-hmm. The elements from the past that I wish would come back now are the fact that fighters just fought all year long. Mm-hmm. Um, it was great to see the best fought the best multiple times. Um, I don't know if people were going up and down in, in, in weight. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming they were. Yeah. Um, but what I like what I like that's happening now is that these fighters are able to make money, man, and and, and able to to enjoy their life and 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 to take care of their family and put people on, and it's great. And the fact that they have their own promotion companies now, mm-hmm. they're not having these you know Bob Aaron piece of shit taking money out of their pocket and not letting them fight and not letting them and keeping them in contracts they don't want to be in. So I like that. And I like the popularity of it. You know, back then it was like you had to be at the fight to see it or listen to it on the radio. Right. That's a good I point. love seeing it now. I love the money that they're making and I love how popular it is. So, yeah, I'll piggyback off of what you said. What I like about um, boxing right now is despite the fact that people say it's dead, it's on more networks than it's ever been on. You got yeah. it on Fox. You got it on um, CBS. You got it on ESPN. You got it on M- MS or what's it called? NS. It's it's the NBC Sports Channel. You have that. Mm-hmm. You have Triller. You have the Zone. You have Showtime. That's right. There's so many different avenues mm-hmm. to watch boxing more but than everybody ever. Everybody says it's dead. Everybody yeah. So dead. if it's so dead, then why are all these networks right. paying for it? Right. An element from the past. I'm going to go for the production side. I want the face-offs to come back. 
where it was Max Kellerman. One oh. guy was on one end of the table. Oh, you the mean other like guy. recent past? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking like the fucking fifties. Oh yeah. Sorry, but yes. But no, yes. but I feel like you did a good job covering what I would like to see from those gotcha. eras. But yeah, face offs. Face offs are oh. so good. Mm. Like just think about the margarito. That's the one Kodo. I always go back to. The Kodo margarito. The amount of hatred yes. they had for each other. Yes. The intensity. It gave me a fight boner. I, I couldn't Bro, wait to skeet all over that fight. Margarito saying, that. and so what? And so what? Like, yeah. what are you going to do about yeah. it? I was like, oh, yeah. shit. It got me so hyped to see the fight. Yes. I want to see those intense sit-downs where it's just 15 minutes of them talking about various things, about their lives, about their fights, and they're staring into each other's yes. eyes. That There's nothing that can substitute mm-hmm. what that builds in a fan, the emotion you get from watching that. Yeah, and you like to see, like, ooh, is he cracking right there? Yeah. Ooh, did he break eye contact? Yes. I saw a little weakness. Yes. It's fun to try to decipher what you can what you can tell from, like, their responses to questions, right. the way they're looking at each other, who can gain the mental advantage because everybody knows the mental aspect is so important. Mm-hmm. So that's what I would like to see come back. Yeah, dude, because when you have the actual, you know, face-off at the weigh-ins, we're always like, damn it, what did he say? What are they thinking? Yeah, you yeah. can't see it. So when you had that Max Kellerman thing, it was like, yo, we got to see a real insight. Whoever came up with that is brilliant because you get to see a real insight and they have to answer. Boxers just can't. Usually they want to talk with their hands, but you have to answer. So it just looks weird and it's so close up. And like you said, you're like, what's in, what's going on in those eyes? What's he thinking right now? And like we saw a, a mental win one time. Do you remember when uh, Pascal and Bernard Hopkins yes. had that face off and Bernard looked yes. him in his eye and said, you were beaten in that first fight. You went back to your corner. You slumped in your seat. You were beat down. You were tired. I'm going to do it again. Yeah. And you just saw Pascal like, trying to get up and draw that bullshit. Pump his chest out and be like the dominant male. It's like, nah, he baited you, bro. He baited you big time. We know who the alpha is, man. Now, that's the kind of moment I like for them to create again to build up um, the need to see the fight. Yep. So that's what I like to see come back. Uh, we talked about this before, but do we think exhibitions are here to stay? I think yeah, they are. I mean, should be. For crying out loud, they had the little people from – I don't know what the little people show is called. It's not Little People Big World, but it's like the ghetto version. Okay. So they had like a bunch of black girls, oh, Latina, yeah, yeah, yeah. Latina yeah. little people. Yeah. Well, two of them fought yeah. in a boxing ring yeah. recently. Peter Guns is fighting. Do you know Peter yeah, Guns? Yeah, uh, uh, Lord Tyreek. Pe- yeah, 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 he's fighting somebody. Yeah. I just think I think there's just a carny and a sick sense of humor it's that fun. we all have that we want to see Lamar Odom knock Aaron Carter through the ropes. Not particularly that one, but I'm just using that as an example. But yeah, but why? Why they have beef? 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 <laughs> why, <laughs> why they, they got beef? Yo, <laughs> why they have beef is like. I don't know why they're fighting, but I'm, I'm all here for it, and I want to see what happens, man. Yeah, so I think it's here to stay. I think it's just the, the way the world we live in. Social media fuels a lot of this stuff that makes it more accessible. Yeah. I think it's here to stay because it's funny. It's it's uh, it's always going to trend. It's always going to make money based on the fact that it trends. So mm-hmm. I think it's here to stay. How big it is, I don't think it'll be as big as it's been lately. I think it'll gradually start to die off, mm. but I still think it'll always be around because it has always been around. Yeah. In the 90s, we had celebrity boxing. Remember mm. Todd Bridges beat up somebody? Right. <laughs> Almost killed him. Screech right. fought somebody. Like, yep. So I think he's here to stay. Yeah, it comes in waves. Um, How did your boxing interest start? Like, oh. What's the first fight you remember watching or something like that? Whew. That's a damn good question. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll answer it in two ways. Uh, of course, when I was younger, I would see random fights uh, and, and be like, this shit is cool. That's, that's all I really thought. I wish I would have started younger, uh, actually boxing, but whatever. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Weirdly enough, man, I saw, I was in Sacramento. I was, in, I was still in school, dirt fucking poor, eating bread sandwiches all day. Oh, bread and, and sugar went, sandwiches. Those are the days. And I went. Microwave popcorn for dinner. I went to a friend's house. And I always wondered how, like, my friends had money and, like, and like now I know that their parents were actually, like, helping them. And I'm not saying my parents couldn't help me. I just didn't think to ask for money. Anyway. Yeah. So I'm there watching, and they have the, uh, these two fighters are, are, are boxing, and it's Mayweather Castillo 1. Oh. And it's one of the first boxing matches I ever really, like, saw. And I'm like... This shit is really good. And I, mm-hmm. as, as somebody who didn't really understand boxing, I thought Castillo won. Of course, looking back, and then I saw the post-fight interview, and I'm like, oh, shit, this kid had a broken hand. Damn, who is this kid? He's really good. Yeah. He fought with a broken hand? Yeah. And I had no idea who Mayweather was, man. And I look back on it, and I'm like, I was such a kid. And then I look back at that fight now, I'm like, oh, no, Mayweather won. He won that fight. Yes, it was, it was close. Castillo gave him some shit. 
but he won. And then when you see part two, there was no contest. Yeah. So anyway, it was those fights that really got me going into boxing. And I was like, there's something beautiful about this sport. There's something about it. And then once I actually started doing it myself, I was like, yo, this shit is hard. I will never again yell at a screen like, you just got to go. You just (laughs) got to fight. It's a fucking night fight in there, man. These are trained killers. Good, good, good. So that's it. You? Um, I talked. I touched on it last week. I talked. I talked. I, talk, I, talk, I, talk. I mean, your fucking middle name is Ali. Sure. Yeah. So I, at three years old, I think I started watching Muhammad Ali tapes. And my granddad just sat on his lap and would sit for six hours yeah. and watched all the archive Ali footage. I got away from boxing after when I wasn't around my granddad. So that was mostly in the summers. What did you think as a kid? Like when you when you I loved. It. I was I was like obsessed with it. Why? I was, because Ali had so much charisma. I was enthralled even at three years old with Ali because I can see even at that age, he was able to captivate a room. And also, I was enthralled because I had never seen somebody that big move that fast in a mm-hmm. boxing ring. Mm-hmm. Um, you watch the fighters that are fighting him, they look so slow. But then you watch a prime young Ali, and they couldn't even hit him in the face. They couldn't mm-hmm. come close to hitting him in the face. And a lot of people forget how good he was before all the Vietnam War stuff. Yeah. But he was... Practically impossible to hit in the yep. face. Every now and then you can catch him, but nobody like ever seen. Weight, yeah, nobody yeah. ever seen that head movement, that countering ability. The first fighter I remember seeing is like as I got older and I really started getting into was a guy named Michael Carbohall. Okay. And I remember thinking, wow, this little guy is knocking people out. He was probably like, I don't know the weight class off the top of my head. I want to say one eighteen, so that would be bantam weight. Okay. But he's Mexican. And he was just knocking people out. He was an Olympian. And I just remember seeing like him with his Olympic medal. He came out and he's just knocking people out. And I had never seen something like that. Uh-huh. And pretty much ever after that, I was hooked. Like yeah. I didn't really know how to watch boxing when I was younger because you don't really understand how TV schedules mm-hmm. work. You don't understand that boxing is always right. on Saturdays. So, But I always had an interest. Whenever it was on, I was watching. Didn't matter who it was. So That's awesome. those two would be it for me. Yeah. So we we've all we've kind of gone longer than we expected. So if I didn't if we didn't get your questions, I'm gonna post uh, to get some more questions and we'll combine it for next week. Yeah, and thank you for these. These are awesome. Man. Yeah, yeah. Um, so last question, and then we'll talk about the real quick the fight that's coming up next this Saturday. Uh-huh. Uh, won't be much to talk about because I don't think you know either guy. But Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, uh, Mike Tyson. How many more fights? Who do you think he's fighting? Who are you interested in seeing him fight? Oh, man. The rumor is Lewis is the next guy. Oof. <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah. I said. Oh. I like him. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> don't want to see Ty, I don't want to see any of my old fighters get hurt. But if they're going in there with like guys, no, but then power's like the last thing to leave. I don't know, man. I don't want to see him fight Lennox Lewis. He's too big. Lennox Lewis still has all that, like, power and and size, so I don't want him to take any punches. I'd love to see him fight, like, a smaller dude like Roy again or who else? I don't know. I don't want to see him fight anymore. I know that's unpopular to say. Well, like, how many fighters are really, like, still have all their, is it it faculties or facilities? Mental mental faculties, yeah, the faculties, yeah. How many fighters still have, like, besides Mike, Roy? Even Sugar Ray Leonard, like, you hear him talk, and you're like, oh, bro, this is looking bad. Yeah, I mean, the the Sphinxes, they lost all theirs. Yeah. Tommy Hearns was on Mike Tyson's, I don't know if you heard Tommy on Mike Tyson's podcast, yeah, but. Yeah, it just sounds just, bad. He stuck, he stuck around too long, took too much punishment. Yeah. That's what I don't want. Mm-hmm. I, I love the mic we have now, and every time he steps in the ring, we risk losing that. I know, man. So I just, I know it's an unpopular opinion, but I don't want Mike to get back in there. I don't either, man. I, I got really love. Even when Mike, I was a young fucking dude. When Mike was going through all of the the, the rape allegations, yeah, I never. Even it. as a young kid, I was like, I don't believe it. It just felt like King Kong to me in yes. a weird way. Like they yes. just they just decided yes. he was guilty and they put him in captivity and look at made him dude. into be made him into an unsophisticated animal. Yeah, like Chappelle says, he was like, I look, I I don't understand him, so he's crazy. It's yeah. bullshit, man. Yeah. And I just always saw this beautiful dude inside, and I just love seeing it now. So I don't want to see highly that intelligent. Oh my God. A boxing historian, but yeah. nobody ever focused on that. They nope. wanted to focus on he's so mean. And then the Robin Gibbons interview where she talks about yep. makes up all these stupid stories about Mike abusing yep. her was clearly not.
not true, but mm. people believed her because they wanted to bang her because Bro, that's how people were back then. I always thought she had a screw loose. There was yeah, something wrong Yeah, you could totally tell it. she was yeah, full of crap. Yep. And Mike just sat there and had to take that on national television. Mm-hmm. No, but people, he don't get any props for that. You want him to be mean when he's in there boxing, but you don't want him to be no, mean No, we're just going to believe the pretty crazy girl right. because she's pretty. Right. So anyway, yeah. thanks again for the questions. We, didn't, we have like seven more questions. I'm going to combine them with this next week. Sure. Uh, this Saturday, big, big fight. Uh uh, Brandon Figueroa, who's the brother of Omar Figueroa with the weird style, oh, he's very good. Okay, <laughs> he's fighting a guy named Luis Nitty. Mm-hmm. Two Mexicans in their mid twenties, both undefeated for a belt. Oh, sweet! It's the perfect matchup. I'm telling you guys, do not miss this. You fight. posted this, yes. Yeah, and I will post okay. it again. All right. Figueroa is a volume puncher. Luis Nitty is a power puncher. That is the best matchup you can buy because volume punchers want to throw and power punchers want them there to be hit. So it's going to be a great fight. They both have everything to gain from this fight, so I think it's going to sneak up on a lot of people. It's at our our favorite place, Home Depot, Saturday on Saturday. Man, it's on Showtime. If you guys have Showtime, if not, find some nefarious means to watch it. Crackstreams.net. Excuse me, something in my throat. Bumpstreams.xyz. Oh God. It's Yo, cold. It's kicking my behind. Really quick, uh, when are you guys ready to go back to see a live boxing match at Stub Up? Like an open. I don't I'm not know, ready yet, man. I'm gonna call it 2022. The beginning okay. of 2022. I'll probably feel comfortable. The problem is, and I'm not trying to get political. I'm not trying to be this right lead, but I don't think we're gonna have herd immunity anytime soon. Right. And until I feel confident that enough people are taking the vax that we have herd immunity. Yeah. I'm not going to do a lot of stuff Bro. because I can't afford to get sick. No. So. No, too many people that are like, nah, man, the vaccine is this. Hey, you it's could be right. It's got a microchip in it. Oh, okay. <laughs> could be right, bro, but yeah, exactly. Like, you have, the, oh, they're going to use it to, to, to track us. Our phone does, our phone tracks everything. You, well, you mentioned something, our phone sends an advertisement to you. We're already being tracked. <laughs> My what are you boy talking Nacho, about? shout out to him. He was telling me, he was talking to a friend about the vaccine. He's like, I'm not taking that shit, bro. I'm not putting that shit on my body while he's smoking a fucking cig and, while he, and, and drinking. And people eating McDonald's, McDonald's every day talking day about like, I'm like, come on, bro. Like, you come on. Like, <laughs> I understand. I totally understand why you would be a conspiracy theorist. The government does a lot of shady shit. But sometimes you have to believe our scientists. And the following advertisement has been paid for by Pfizer. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm check. not telling anybody what to do, but man, I got that vaccine as quickly as I could. Not, I sure did too. Not I as quickly, no but regrets. I, I, yeah, I'm happy about it. I did it pretty quick, quicker than never mind. Let me yeah. stop. With the <laughs> <stuff>. <laughs> okay, any other fights coming up this weekend? Uh, no, that's the big fight. Right. There's some undercard fights that might be good, but we'll uh, we'll wrap it up. B, okay. man, he's got shit to do. <laughs> Thank you so much, everybody. Uh, yeah, thank you guys, man. We love doing this. Sorry it was late. Uh, blame Mother's Day. Uh, but we'll be back at it this Sunday. Um, we'll talk to you guys after the fight. As of, oh, shit, I forgot to say our networks. Uh, put them up, duh. P-U-T-E-M-U-P-D-E-U-X. L.B. Manny Montana. Oh, thank you, bro. H. Dickey. H. Dickey won. Leave us a five-star review. Read, uh, oh, yes. Leave us an actual review, too. We love to read them. Mm-hmm. We get all warm and fuzzy on the inside when yeah. we read them. So please leave us a review. Please. Please, baby. We need some more reviews. As they say in Canada, peace out. Good country out there. <laughs> <laughs>